Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense, deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So glad to be here for another week. Y'all know how much I love to share my thoughts and share my wisdom. Uh, Some of it, y'all know, is hard-earned, but a lot of it is, of course, just through life experience, working with my clients, and I've been so grateful to get such amazing feedback that you know, the, the information is helping people. And that's really my biggest goal is to help people learn more about themselves, uh, heal their pain, cope better and function better and improve their quality of life. So I want to welcome you to another week. I want to first start before I get into the topic of why taking responsibility for your life isn't as scary as you think. I want to first talk to you about Mercury retrograde because we are it is uh, February 20th we are in the two-week shadow period of Mercury retrograde and then there are uh, about four weeks of retrograde and then we have another two-week shadow period following that so we're really looking at about an eight-week period and the uh, The planet of Mercury is the planet of communication and planets uh, go in three directions. Let's just put it that way. Planets can go direct, which means they uh, are moving forward, so to speak. They can be void of course, which means they are um, like they're staying still. And then they can be in retrograde, which means that they can almost seem like they're going backwards. Mercury retrograde for many, many people, including myself, typically is a challenging time. I used to hate it. Oh my God, I used to dread it, y'all, because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't understand it. And so even though I posted a number of things over time on uh, my Facebook page called The Intuitive Therapist, so please feel free to check out that page and and like it so you can see all, all posts about everything that I talk about beyond this podcast, I do talk about Mercury retrograde because it's so important to understand how the sun, the moon, and the planets really impact our lives uh, on a daily basis. So we are in the shadow period. Mercury retrograde is going to occur three times this year. So here are the dates. We will be in retrograde during these times. This This excludes any Uh, pre-shadow phase and post-shadow phase. So Mercury retrograde will be actually occurring March 5th through March 28th, July 7th through August 1st, October 31st through November 20th. So three times. So we've got one coming up, right? March 5th. And so people right now, there's a lot of ascension. This year, 2019, is really a year for people to finally take charge of their lives. Everybody's been preparing over the years, clearing this, getting rid of that, learning about this, taking charge of that. But this year, everybody is called to stand in their truth, 
speak their truth, and really rise up, shine their light, and stop being so damn scared to show up. So when we uh, encounter the planet Mercury in retrograde, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, and I'm going to just briefly describe this, and then I'm going to get into the podcast content. So when Mercury goes retrograde, lots of stuff gets kind of funkied up. So uh, computers, technology gets all mucked up. You will have trouble with your phones. Your computers will be slow. Um, uh, email communication, text communication has a very high likelihood of being misconstrued, misunderstood, no matter how clear you think. Consider Mercury retrograde as having kind of like uh, dark glasses on that that uh, muck up being able to see clearly, right? So that's what Mercury retrograde does. Mercury retrograde really is a gift because what it does is it allows us to take the this kind of four-week period, actually eight-week period, but four-week period of actual retrograde to do all the reads. And here's what I mean. We are reassessing, we're reevaluating, we're replanning, we're redesigning, we are revisiting. You're going to have a lot of past stuff come up. You're going to have people from your past come out of the woodwork and you're like, what in God's name are you doing back into my life? Well, it's your time to clear up stuff that hasn't been cleared up. Maybe you kind of push stuff under the rug. Maybe you haven't really finalized the ending of a relationship. Maybe you haven't uh, really dealt directly with things. And Mercury retrograde pulls all of this stuff up. Now, don't forget, we just had a full moon uh, just uh, the other day, a couple of days ago. And so when we encounter full moons, they really bring to light everything. So there's no coincidence that the moon is shining its light on our dark parts. We are looking at all the things that we really choose not to look at at any other time. And the universe is giving us an invitation to do that. So I highly encourage you to really embrace this time. Um, one of the things that I, I tell people all the time is that during this phase of, of Mercury retrograde, do your best not to sign contracts. Uh, even if uh, you have somebody during that time, an attorney, look it over, something will be missed in the fine print. However, and I've had clients ask me this a lot, if you have clarity prior to Mercury retrograde about <clears throat> a, a decision, a purchase, contract, whatever, and then you have the contract to sign and things have been cleared up prior, you can move forward. So that is Mercury retrograde. I really ask that you look at it as an opportunity to really get to know yourself even better, to finally look at stuff that that you've been avoiding, that the universe is saying, hey, y'all, sweetheart, you got to really finally deal with this. Reorganize what you need to reorganize. Revisit what you need to revisit. Reassess how you're living your life. That's the gift of this time in Mercury retrograde. And then, of course, after the 28th, you have a two-week post-shadow period to kind of clear things up, tie up loose ends, and then Mercury goes direct, and we have... Uh, a few months of that kind of clarity. So it's this push, pull, push, pull, and just do your best to be in flow. So today's topic is why taking responsibility for your life isn't as scary as you think. One of the things that I do with people all the time, my clients, 
people, my clients, y'all, is help them learn how to take responsibility in a way that doesn't make them feel bad. Because I think a lot of people are scared to take responsibility. They're afraid to look at their choices. You know, maybe on some level they feel bad or embarrassed or they feel like they've been judged for their decisions. And really, it is very, very funny to me, even though I have been, I've been experiencing this year after year after year, week after week after week. It really is no surprise to me that in the same week, all of my clients will need to hear the same message from me, or they're going through the same thing, or something I'm going through, all of my clients bring to my attention, either to let me know that I've resolved it, that I've mastered it, or I got more work to do. So the the blessings go back and forth between me and my clients, and I'm on a learning curve too. So this week's topic is really based on one such week that I had last week, and it's about taking responsibility for your life. I had a client who, actually several clients, uh, and y'all know I, I work a lot with women. I do have uh, male clients, but for whatever reason, uh, God has said, you got to work with women to help them shore up their lives. So I've had several women come in who have had to deal with making peace with uh, self-loathing. And, and these women have kind of come in with some of the same specs. So I'm going to share uh, some information with you. Um, I had a client come in who had been in a long-term relationship, and um, she broke up, finally broke it off. And really, as we all do, we, we know from the get-go if a relationship is meant for us. Um, and she, she pretty much knew that the relationship uh, really was not in her highest interest, but really out of a sense of need, a sense of the desire to belong, a sense of desperation for that, uh, she moved forward in the relationship and she turned the other cheek to the red flags that she knew were there. Um, and you know what? I, I encounter a lot of women and men who don't know how to vet their dating partners. And that that's a whole nother topic. And I think I will talk about that because I have people all the time come to me and say, I don't really know how to date. Or I like this guy. Or we jumped into bed and I found out all these things about him um, while I was kind of uh, deep into the relationship. So I, I'll, I'll look at sharing some of my vetting strategies with y'all. But her challenge was that she really didn't have a vetting system because nobody taught her how to do that. Y'all, I wasn't taught that. It took me a while to figure out how to vet uh, a dating partner. So I talked with her about the difference between blame and taking responsibility because she was really struggling. And, and all of my other clients were struggling with that too. So I want to share the wisdom with you about that so that if that's something you're going through, something you've been through where you're still feeling embarrassed, that you're like, how in God's name could I have dated this woman, dated this man? What a freaking idiot I was to choose that partner. I want to be able to help you today lift the veil of that and let go of that so that you can move from struggle and pain to appreciating the experience and learning from it. Because that's really what life is about. We're not supposed to be in struggle and suffering. So here's the deal. When we blame ourselves, we stay in the past. And it's really the past, y'all know, is a place where you can't change anything. And, and for many, many of y'all, 
including myself, been there, done that. Uh, grief and regret really live in the past. And, and grief and regret don't allow you to move forward. They keep you stuck. They make you feel bad. And you just, as I tell people, you just kind of sit in the shit of your emotions. And that's no way to live. And I always say, by the time people come to me, they've sat in the, the crappiest part of their emotions for so long that I, I'm not going to join in because I want to get you where you want to go. And this podcast, hopefully with all the others too, are going to help you do that. So she couldn't understand what that was. Another client also was like, I don't understand. What, what's the difference between blame and taking responsibility? Because I just, I'm still in the throes of feeling like an idiot for not ending this sooner or choosing him or doing X, Y, and Z in the relationship when I knew better. Self-blame is when you can't forgive yourself for screwing up. It, it, that's really, in my opinion, that's what it is. Where you got to punish yourself over and over and over again because like somehow you feel like you got to kick your own ass for a while to make somehow your mistake, I don't know, valuable. In all honesty, I don't really know. When I've done it, I know that the reason why I've stayed in blame is because I haven't been able to forgive myself for making a choice where I put myself in a position to experience pain, disappointment, um, uh, hurt, and grief. And, and when we stay stuck in that place, um, we, we can't move forward. We can't learn. We can't grow. So, and it comes with a host of complicated feelings, embarrassment, anger, fear, uncertainty. So when you're living in that space, life kind of sucks, right? And so you can only blame yourself. You can't really think about how to move forward. We all make mistakes. And, and yes, of course, we've got to learn from them. But we make mistakes more so out of our, like, this idea or this feigned unknowingness uh, that we can't make a better choice. Every single person has uh, an intuitive uh, navigation system inside. Everybody knows when you're making a fucked up choice. Everybody. You can ignore it. I've done it a lot of times, y'all. So I'm in the boat with y'all. Been there. But we all know. We all have a gut sense. And we either choose to pay attention to it or ignore it. And, and the choices, often in our highest interest, can really be the hardest ones to make. Because they mean that we have to look beyond our painting of the person or situation, the fantasy. That's really what I call it. And so we're always presented with two sides of an experience. The one we know in our gut exists, and the one that we create in our mind out of our need to have it be a certain way. And so I want to talk with you about this because this is really where the, uh, the paradoxical experience of blame and responsibility sits. Many of my clients suffer from this kind of predicament. They find themselves in painful relationships, jobs that are killing them a little each day, and times in their lives where they just feel stuck. And it really is an easy resolve, really in theory to most, but it can actually feel daunting to shift your default setting from blame to responsibility because most people don't know how. It, it feels like, that sounds fantastic, but man, I have no idea how to do that. I'm in such pain. 
So I want to talk to you about this concept of the painting and the portrait. So here's what it is. Um, and, and when I explain, I want you to think about all the times that you decided to decorate a person or a situation to meet your fantasy of it based on your neediness to do it, to, to, to do, be, or have something that you wanted. So here's the deal. The painting and the portrait. The portrait is really the bare truth of the person or the situation. It's, it's what it is. It's the facts. And it's the black and white image of what's truly there for us to see. And we all get a sense of what that is. The problem is when we don't like the portrait, we want to make it different, better, prettier, more tantalizing, more inviting, more exciting. We take out our painter's palette and our brushes and we begin to add colors where there weren't any. So we add things like characteristics, features, backdrops, and positive qualities to the thing that can include a person so that we can justify our, in our own minds the choices that we make. And this always ends up backfiring and we will always feel some level of pain and eternal conflict when we decide to paint the portrait changing its original look. When we end our connection with the painting, imagine, you know, uh, where the painting, you know, water starts dripping on the painting and the paint starts to drip off. Once, uh, you know, the portrait, we find that, we find ourselves angry at what we always knew was the truth and even angrier at ourselves for denying the truth in the first place and pretending that it didn't exist and that it was something that it wasn't. Does this make sense to y'all? We, You turn the other cheek. Everybody does it. Very early on in the relationship, in the situation, uh, and you can't bear to turn back because you're going to actually have to stare directly into the portrait and face why you chose to add uh, prettier qualities, more appealing qualities, versus making uh, a real solid, clear look at what was there and then making a decision that was in your best interest. So if, if we were to do that, if we were to actually stare directly into the portrait, we would have to see the red flags and we'd have to pay attention to all of those inner nudge, nudges that told us to move in a different direction, to move away, to stay for a little bit and then end it versus overstaying our welcome in a job, in a situation, in a relationship. This is where the blame lives. This is where pain grows, where you ignore what you know. So to take responsibility means that you no longer live in the shithole of your pain. Bottom line. It means that you refuse to take on one more moment of self-pity and helplessness. It means that you have made a decision to establish new commitments to yourself about what you will and won't allow in your life, who you will and won't allow in your life, and you've decided to massively improve the quality of your life by practicing fidelity with yourself first and foremost. People ask me how they can truly become happier, you know, when they've experienced betrayal or they all of a sudden feel like this person hurt me again. And I say to them, well, where was your fidelity to you? 
you get treated the way you treat yourself. If you don't uh, want to have a, uh, an experience of betrayal, then don't betray yourself and what you know. That's really what it comes down to. For all of my clients, and y'all, I've lived in this space of self-blame more than I can begin to tell you. This was a hard lesson for me to learn, but once I learned it, I could never look away from the red flags again. It felt better to look at that and make an informed decision than it did to, to kind of wimp out and acquiesce and not stand up for myself, you know? So for many of my clients, learning this lesson and for you is going to save you from massive pain in the future. And even now, y'all know if your relationships are, are healthy and if they enrich their li your lives. You know it. And if you don't feel like they do, you can either reach out to have somebody help you fix that or it may be time for you to leave. So really this lesson has saved a lot of my clients from massive pain and it allows them to restore their trust in themselves, which is often missing when we make these uh, uh, somewhat emotionally fatal flaws. So when you learn this lesson, you end up trusting yourself so you can make better choices. Know that you have good judgment and you can create a world that you feel proud of. Feeling proud of yourself is huge. So when we let go of blame, I mean divorce ourselves from it and take responsibility for our choices and our lives, we decide to take action in the direction of what's in our, as my daddy used to say, our enlightened self-interest. We refuse to settle for anything less than what we know is divinely ours to receive. And if you don't feel like you are with uh, a high level of people in your, in your circle, if you feel like the men or the women that you date, maybe, and you know in your gut they're not good enough for you, they're not evolved enough for you, y'all, fix that. It's not hard to do in all honesty. You just have to reach a point where you're sick and tired of making decisions that are based on lack of self-worth, lack of self-love, for sure, and shift into making decisions that are based solely on loving yourself fully. Incrementally, you can make decisions that honor you and help you realize your worth every day from just different things like uh, how you wake up in the morning, thanking God for the day, being grateful for uh, how you drive in, in traffic, for what you choose to eat, for how you choose to interact with somebody, for the thoughts that you choose to pay attention to, right? And it can be done in relationships with family members, co-workers, romantic relationships, and friendships. Your boundaries determine how you allow people to treat you and how well you experience your life. So please shift into responsibility and out of blame. If you need help doing that, let me know. I've worked beautifully with a lot of people who are really ready to make changes in their life. And it would be my honor to teach you this invaluable uh, skill set. I hope this has been helpful. If, if you felt like this has resonated with you, I'm so glad. Let me know. Hop on iTunes, write a review, rate it, sh you know, spread the word. 
and uh, and I'd be real, real grateful. So, hey, I hope y'all have a wonderful day, a blessed week. And if you feel like you'd like a reading or you feel like you'd like to work with me and you're really ready to change your life, not on the fence because I don't work with people who are on the fence. You're ready to change. I'm in. Reach out. 404-558-3971 or email me at Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. Have a fantastic, fantastic day. Have an easy Mercury retrograde, period. And always live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes.